the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. A lot of times people tell you that Wall Street is emotional. Maybe like an emotional lover, an emotional spouse that can rip from one day being madly in love to the next day being very competent, very focused, the next day being all depressed. Getting a little bit of that right now. Although the morning is interesting, we'll talk about it. December retail sales came in hot, i.e. we spent it Christmas. We were not expected to. The narrative of last year, 2023, was that retail sales would slow into a recession. Very, very interesting that two months ago, where Fed's going to cut interest rates six times next year, even though the Fed said they're going to cut probably three times. Well, that's not a promise. It's a, this is what we see right now with the data right now, but that data is always changing and we are data dependent. So we'll let you know. So the push me, pull me fight between will the Fed start cutting in March or May, June? may have got ahead of itself. At least that's what we're feeling today. Again, the market is moody. Let's talk about top stories. Um, other than retail, well, I'm going to get to retail sales a little bit harder. National slashing car prices by as much as 8% across Europe after similar cuts in China. Price cuts for its Model 3 and Model Y cars in China. Companies reduced prices for its cars aggressively in China over the last year, undercutting local competitor BYD. So anytime you see price cuts, you're thinking, not enough demand. China's got an economic growth problem right now. And it appears that they're going to try to shore it up by throwing a trillion dollars into their economy, but that's only going to increase the supply, which will create deflation problems and not increase confidence, which would create consumption. There's a show of pessimism in Chinese stocks as investors are pulling out as much as they can until China says, nope, you're not allowed to do that anymore. Oil prices are in retreat today, weighed down by a combination of the stronger dollar, Chinese economic weakness, and a broader risk-off sentiment, which is overshadowing supply risk to the turmoil in the Red Sea. Saudi Arabia said they're incredibly concerned about regional security as the conflict in the Middle East spreads. Christine Lagarde, the European Central Bank president, she said, hey, there's inflationary risk from supply chain disruptions. Don't expect us to cut interest rates anytime soon. And then, like I said, the December retail sales report showed consumer spending remains resilient. We kind of need a weaker consumer, or we kind of need more people let go and fired, or we kind of, that's, it's the beauty of Wall Street. 
Apple took over Samsung's smartphone crown for the first time since 2010. Samsung does not sit atop the global smartphone shipping rankings. Apple topped Samsung in 2023 with 234.6 million mobile shipments, where Samsung finished the year at 226.6 million. Pour out your drizzly, says the officer. What? Pour out the drizzly. Uber is sobering up, and they're shutting down the alcohol delivery platform Drizzly by March. The ride-hailing app bought the company for $1.1 billion three years ago when we were all day drinking at home. And um, we had alcohol delivered to our doors. Now, I would expect Uber to also cut Postmates down the road and just continue to roll everything into Uber and Uber Eats. Kind of a super app. Since 1960, four biggest U.S. carriers, Delta, American, United, and Southwest, have collectively acquired 36 other airlines. Those four airlines control two-thirds of domestic air travel. And a judge said JetBlue and Spirit cannot merge. Seems a little unfair to JetBlue and Spirit. After Delta, American, United, and Southwest have collectively acquired 36 other airlines. I was a little shocked to hear this yesterday. Monday night, 80% of the country, 140 million people were getting wind chill warnings. That's how cold it was. Now that turns into a, should you buy natural gas or not? I don't play natural gas. I don't like making my investment decisions based on cold temperatures. Now, maybe I could say I would make my investment decisions based on warm temperatures, but not cold. Temp- no, I see. I, I'm, I'm not a weather guy. So looking at those retail sales numbers, that's the story of the day. Is American shop. Total sales for the holiday period, which covers October through December, were up 3.9% a year ago. Some of the biggest jumps in spending in December came from categories that could be used as gifts. This is where it gets kind of interesting. Sales at clothing stores jumped 1.5%. Department store sales were up 3%. E-commerce stores were up 1.5%. Sales at restaurants and bars were unchanged. This is where it gets interesting. Sales at restaurants and bars were unchanged from the month prior, basically implying people didn't really want to go grab a beer. People didn't really want to go break bread. They wanted to save their money so they can get gifts for other people and not spend money on services for themselves. Of note, food and services and drinking places saw the biggest gain on a yearly basis, up 11.1%. Makes me think of like Chipotle, right? Uh, Cheesecake Factory. There's some investments in restaurants. I can't say that I have any that I can really think of other than like a McDonald's. Uh, I don't think I can think of any. Hmm. That's an interesting one. E-commerce grocery sales slipped in 2023. Interesting, right? Again, another sign of the effects from COVID, where we're like, well, we don't want to go to grocery stores because there's COVID there and there's people there and people plus COVID equals more people with COVID and I don't want to be that person. So I'll pay someone to grocery shop for me. Online grocery sales in the U.S. had a tough year in 2023. Pickup proved to be a bright spot. I have not done grocery pickup yet. I have done grocery delivery. And I do do more grocery mailed to my home 
And for instance, I can't think of the last time I bought toilet paper in a store. Can't think of the last time I had toilet paper delivered to my house that day. I can think of how I get it shipped to my house on a regular basis. I know you're saying, Rob, don't want to think about you eating toilet paper. That's totally fair. That is totally fair. Let's not think about me as with toilet paper. Monthly active users as a whole jump 2% as far as e-commerce grocery. Pickup was the most popular of the three methods with 46% of market share. Delivery sales hit 37% of the market share. All very interesting data and how things change. You have to be slightly dynamic when you approach investing. You can't be static. AI will eventually wane from our collective consciousness. And we'll have to start thinking about that. What's next? For instance, you always have to be willing to change. Hey, big event coming up this Saturday. Pints and Portfolio in Sunnyvale, California. 11.30 to 2.00. Sign up for the event at Rob Black Show. Join Rob Black in Sunnyvale, Saturday, January 20th, for Pints and Portfolios, a less formal event at a local watering hole for those close to retirement with 500000 or more in investable assets. Drop by January 20th from 11.30 a.m. till 2 for a little sunshine and a complimentary portfolio review or financial snapshot from Ryan Ignacio, CFP from EP Wealth Advisors. Whether you're on the road to retirement or already there, this financial snapshot can provide you with a second opinion analysis of where you are and highlight areas for improvement and opportunities for growth. Go to robblackshow.com and click the events tab. Find Pints and Portfolios and click to register. You'll answer a few simple questions about your situation and your confirmation email will provide all the details on the event and how to schedule your portfolio review. Space is limited and registration is required, so go to robblackshow.com today. That's robblackshow.com. Benjamin Graham wrote The Intelligent Investor. It's a book that Warren Buffett read and was fascinated by it. It has lots of great quotes, a lot of great lessons in those quotes. One of the great quotes, abnormally good or abnormally bad conditions do not last forever. Totally agree with that. All things excellent are as difficult as they are rare. Think about like the run that you've had in Apple or NVIDIA, Meta. It doesn't happen every day. It doesn't happen every year. It doesn't happen every decade. If you were investing since 2000, you've been in a great period of time to invest in tech stocks. Where our government doesn't really know how to control these companies and they get bigger and bigger and more influential and more influential. But Benjamin Graham also wrote something about Mr. Market being very uh, moody. And it's a parable that you can probably pretty easily grasp. Mr. Market is a made-up person. It's an allegory. Describes what Benjamin Graham believed were the irrational or contradictory traits of the stock market and the risks of following groupthink. Mr. Marr was often identified as having human behavior, manic depressive characteristics. He was emotional. He was irrational. 
He offered transactions strictly at your option. He was there to serve you, not to guide you. He offers you a chance to buy low and sell high. He's frequently efficient, but not always. Get a little time, Google Benjamin Graham and Mr. Market. And there's plenty written that you will grasp a little something from and move forward. Elon Musk celebrates his first video by YouTube megastar on X. Mr. Beast. He's trying to entice buzzy creators, influencers onto the former Twitter. The video created by Jimmy Donaldson, better known to his 230 million plus YouTube subscribers as Mr. Beast. I can't say that I'm very excited by anything going on at Twitter. It's not a publicly traded company. Um, and I'm trying to get away from negativity. And there's just too much of it there. Every now and then you learn about a stock that you're um, fascinated by. Casey's General is a stock that I am fascinated by. And I can't even really tell you why. It's a convenience store that sells gasoline. It sells a lot of pizzas to the point that it's one of the top pizza restaurants in America. And if you've never been inside a, a Casey's, you want to know what I'm talking about. Consumers in the Midwest are so loyal that they've made it the nation's fifth largest pizza chain. Pizzas are incredible. Uh, incredibly cheap to make, and they sell for a high premium. The stock is ticker symbol CASY. I haven't figured out if I ever want to buy it or not. I just watch it. In 2020, I could have got it for $100. Today, it's 250 280 It's a pizza place. It's got a small dividend yield. You go, it's a gas station. Aren't electric vehicles a threat? Not really. Electric vehicles are going to be on the coast. Um, you can't have freezing cold, and the middle of the United States gets freezing cold. There's a lot of dead Teslas right now in Chicago waiting for the weather to warm up. It's worthy of note. It's, to me, I, I find that fascinating. So Casey's General Stores. It's a, not one that you would go, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like a, it's got a Costco thing going on where you go in for you get gas and you shop and while you're there you're like hey there's some incredibly cheap food that I can uh, consume food court at Costco so Spirit Airlines is down large today down 22% it fell 47% yesterday. A federal judge blocked budget carrier's acquisition. I, I'm not a federal judge, but to me it feels like uh, you could have stopped one of the ones with Delta. You know, like there used to be U.S. Air, and think of all the airlines that you used to fly on that are just gone. So it would harm cost-conscious flyers, but it would not harm the premium flyers. I don't know. There seems to be four airlines that are investable. And again, I don't invest in airlines. 
Know what you can and can't do. Here's another one I won't do. Solar Edge Technology. Yes, I think the technology is fantastic. But when interest rates went from near 0% to 5%, and people have to finance the solar panels that go on their roof, people are like, nope. I'll just continue to pay my gas bill or my electricity bill. Also, it's worth note that um, I've done a lot of research on SolarEdge, and they seem to have a high return on their product. Boeing shares are higher after the FAA said it has completed inspections of 40 Boeing 737 MAX 9 airplanes out of 71 that were grounded by the agency. No data has been released on that yet. Ford Motor declined today after an analyst at UBS downgraded the automaker to neutral from buy, left their price target at 12. Rivian was downgraded to hold from buy at Deutsche. Price target, target was cut from 29 to 19. It's currently an $18 stock. A big lithium miner was down today after it cut its headcount and reduced certain spending in response to change in end market conditions in the lithium value chain. A lot of stocks from last year that were sexy, not so sexy this year. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Questions about Social Security? Check out the Social Security Retirement Guide at robblack.com. That's robblack.com, powered by EP Wealth. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I did a video update yesterday with Adam Phillips. He's the head of director of research at EP Wealth. It's about a 20-minute video. It'll be uploaded today around noon. Where will it be uploaded? To my website, Rob Black Show. Rob Black's show is on YouTube. Um, I enjoy doing those calls with him. Where I just sit back and listen to him talk about the markets instead of me. I enjoy listening to smart people talk money and investing. Um, what else do we have to hit as far as big stories today? I think I've hit the e-commerce grocery store pretty well. U.S. shoppers are remaining a hearty bunch. Um, that's our unemployment numbers have been really solid. Our employment numbers have been very solid. Uh, if you have a job, you tend to get a paycheck. If you get a paycheck, you tend to spend it. If you tend to spend it, you tend to support the economy. Uh, so we either need people to lose jobs or feel the tightening of the Federal Reserve interest rate hikes. And say, I don't really want to spend money this month. But we keep doing it. Ultimately, this is boding well for a soft landing. But short term, it's saying, man, the Fed probably doesn't need to lower interest rates until maybe the summer. Older homeowners hate younger homeowners. Not exactly quite right, but baby boomers have figured out another way to torture millennials. Instead of moving into smaller homes in their September years, as every generation does, they're enjoying their big homes and aren't going anywhere. So the baby boomers are killing the dreams of the millennials. Amid high interest rates, expensive prices, and low inventory, empty nest boomers have been reluctant to sell their larger homes. It makes it hard for younger families to find a starter home. I'm not leaving, said the old man. Okay, maybe I made that quote up. But it's no secret the U.S. housing market is in turbulent times. The 30-year mortgage is hovering around 6.6%, down from 8% last October. 
still higher than when where rates have been for most of the last 15 years. Median home prices for single family homes rose 2.2% year over year to 406,900 buckaroos. Right now, there's only about 1.5 million homes on the market for sale. That's a 7% dip from last year. People are, they're, they're, they're entrenched. They're not moving. Empty nest boomers own 28% of large homes, which are three or more bedrooms. Millennials with kids own just 14% of the larger homes. Generation Z families are barely a data point. Expensive coastal markets are pricing people out. Midwestern cities have a better opportunity for people to move in and actually own a home. When and exactly how did the housing inventory in the United States become so problematic? There's something called a silver tsunami. Boomers selling or dying on a massive scale. It's kind of what we need to open up the housing market. Even in death, though, baby boomers will make waves in housing. Millennials are about to inherit trillions of dollars over the next 20 years. You're already starting to see the unreachable Hampton suddenly in reach for many people. Interesting trend in society. Well, before we get to that, BMW remains the world's top selling luxury car maker, selling 2.25 million vehicles in 2023. Mercedes-Benz landed in the second. Audi, Tesla, Lexus, and Volvo rounded out that list. The U.S. carried out a military strike yesterday against the Iran-backed Houthi rebels in Yemen. Houthi attacks on commercial ships in the Red Sea continue to disrupt global shipping. The Apple Vision Pro is in the news. The ultimate entertainment device is what some people are calling it or trying to call it. Disney's going to produce spatial experiences for Disney Plus with 3D movie releases scheduled for the headset's February debut. Now let's get to an interesting trend. The uber wealthy and how they're giving away their money. Um, I love stories like this. Mackenzie Scott has donated $16 billion to philanthropies since 2019 after her divorce from Jeff Bezos. Nicholas Pooch. The heir to $13 billion of Hermes fashion fortune, adopted as gardener in order to leave him at least half his money. Yvonne Chouinard, founder of Patagonia, gave away his company so that its $100 million in annual profits could be used to fight climate change. $100 million in annual profits. Woo. So this is stuff that you start looking at as like winning the lottery type of money. Or bury treasure money. Not necessarily through inheritance. There's Marlene Engelhorn, the Austrian heiress. She's a descendant of Frederick Engelhorn, the founder of BASF, one of the biggest chemical companies in the world. She recently announced she's given away $27.4 million of her inheritance. And she's doing it in kind of an interesting way. She formed a citizens council. 10,000 Austrian citizens were randomly selected to apply and 50 will be chosen to sit on the council. Then they need to decide which charitable organization to distribute the fortune to. 
Inglehorn co-founded a group called Tax Me Now, which is a group of wealthy people in Germany, in German-speaking countries, who are addressing the inequality caused by tax policies. In Austria, the inheritance tax was abolished in 2008. In the United States, White House analysis found that 400 wealthiest families paid an average of 8.2% of their income in taxes from 2010 to 2018, lower than the tax rate for most Americans. You're going to hear more and more about taxing the wealthy and taxing inheritances. Is it inheritances? Is it inheritance size? No! It's too much for my little pea-sized brain to handle. I thought one of the more interesting stories this week and last week was Hertz saying the future may be electric, but for us, it's not. Last week, Hertz revealed plans to offload 20,000 EVs or about one third of its global electric fleet. They made a big splash in 2021 when they said they'd buy 100,000 Teslas because there was a groundswell from people who EVs are the future. States like California, EVs are the future. So Hertz takes ownership of about 20,000 plus of these vehicles. Um, and they find that they're really expensive to repair and that people were freaked out when they had to charge them. Didn't know where to go, didn't know what to do. Right now you can go to Hertz.com and start looking for a used Tesla for as low as $20,000, Model 3. Standard range. A Model 3 standard range plus. A $20,000 Tesla sounds too good to be true, but a slew of used Teslas have hit Hertz car sales website after the company announced it was selling 20,000 of the vehicles. Some listings are even lower. It's a screaming deal for shoppers who are in the market for a used Tesla or any budget-minded EV shopper which is a large growing percentage of the electric car market, budget-minded. A used Tesla that has been in a rental fleet is likely to be used much more frequently than one that's been personally owned. You can see that in the mileage when you look at Kelly Blue Book. These $20,000 vehicles should be going for $28,000 but it's assuming that they have probably 90,000 miles on them instead of 45,000. Mileage is something you always consider when shopping for a used car. A lot going on there in that story, huh? Hertz also said that the electric cars depreciate too quickly and that they were too expensive to fix. Um, That's not how we expected the story to go. I think that's fair to say. You want to make your money last forever. The biggest mistake I see wealthy people make is not getting a financial professional in their corner. Get someone who can look at your next five years, decide which asset you should maximize, which access asset you should uh, pull from first. If you want your money to last, live within your means. I'm going to find myself in an unfortunate situation in five to ten years. My kids will be out of the nest and I'll be ultimately kind of lonely. I don't have a lot of friends. Um, Will I splurge? I don't think so. 
but I'll always live within my means. Um, one thing that I'm also considering is finding an income producing hobby. Um, I'm not against being a driver for Uber. Gives me a chance to talk to people. Gives me a chance to make a little money. Gives me a reason to get out of the house at nine and come back at five. If you want your money to last you forever, consider trading down to avoid sacrifice. Inflation is one of the great enemies of those on a fixed income. Developing an understanding of different options at different pricing tiers and budgets of the extra price we pay for brand and convenience. I don't buy brand. I always get generic everything I can. Everything I can. I'd have to think about that a little bit more, but I feel pretty comfortable that one of the reasons I'm done well in life is I don't buy brand. I'll buy generics every time I get a chance. Big event coming up this Saturday. Pints and Portfolios in Sunnyvale, California, 1130 to 2. It's for people with $500,000 or more who want to talk to a financial planner. I'm bringing two of them to the event. Sign up at Rob Black Show. What's the best way to choose a financial advisor? Download our guide at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. I'm Rob Black. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Some components of a financial plan for retirees. Um, You're going to need plans for income, plans for taxes, plans for your estate, you need to build a plan. That's why I work with a CFP myself. Imagine your retirement as a road trip. Um, there's going to be people that you want to see. There's going to be places you want to visit. There's going to be things you want to do. So you need goals. Who do you want to see? Um, I watched my son play varsity soccer yesterday as a freshman. Very excited in the downpour of rain. Um, those are the best moments of my life. Um, as my dad once said, my life ended being happy for me when I had kids. Kind of true. You now kind of live through their moments. Um, and you remember yours in a lovingly kind of way. So who are you going to visit? What are you going to do? Where are you going to go? You need some goals. Uh, You got to check to see if you have enough money to go do those things, to go see those people, to go see those those places, to go do those things. Um, When I plug in an address into my GPS, I quickly look, do I have enough fuel to get to where I'm needing to go? If I don't, I don't go. Or I hit a gas station and spend, spend, spend. This is a really tricky one for people as they approach retirement and income plan. You can take money out of your IRA. You can take money out of your 401k. When are you going to take Social Security? It's not an easy decision. I've got a friend who's running out of money because her mother's poor health. And she said, which one should I sell? My gold? My Apple? My Tesla? And I was like, um, you got to have a better plan than that. This isn't, you know, ask Rob a reactionary question. And she didn't have enough of an income plan. And 
And if you get caught in a situation like Elon Musk is a little nutso and you need to sell a stock and you're looking at all your stocks like, oh boy, I could have sold this at a high last year. I could have sold this now at a low. You got to have an income plan better than reactionary. A tax plan is probably the most difficult part of a financial plan. Um, and the last two parts of having a good financial plan is death and taxes, right? There's a lot of upside and downside opportunity with a tax plan. A year with low income is like a sale. Pay your taxes by withdrawing or converting funds from pre-tax accounts into a Roth IRA. When you have a higher income year, treat it like eggs at the end of 2022. Do anything you can to avoid buying them. Defer taxes in high income years. I have a meeting with a man who wants to hire a CFP probably tomorrow. And he really wants to know about tax planning and the efficiencies of it and how that's bang for his buck in the investment world of why he would want to work with a CFP. He can come up with an income plan. He can come up with his goals. He can come up with who he wants to meet, where he wants to go, what he wants to buy. He knows he's got millions of dollars. He doesn't know how to do taxes. To be fair, I don't either. And then once you've kind of got those four things conquered, you want to start thinking about your death plan. You want to pay off debts or do you want your kids to do that for you? Do you need life insurance? Do you need disability insurance? Um, what would totally stink for me right now if I had a stroke and was disabled for 20 years. Disabilities are expensive and they're not great for traveling to see your kids grow up. Um, in my early years, I would read the 200-page plans of financial planners and they went into my junk drawer of my head. They weren't all that important to me. But now I'm older and I can use them instead of a GPS to figure out where financial planning goes. The CFP board um, is, I think, a powerful group. A certified financial planner credential, I think, is, is awesome. Um, the software that a good financial planning has is invaluable. I strongly consider it. Um, when it comes to being the individual investor who's, who's not thinking about a financial plan and the aspects, again, there's five critical ones. Who, what, when, where you want to go in retirement? Do you have enough money to last? Do you have an income plan to draw off that money? Throw in your social security. How do you get income from your 401k versus your Roth? Do you have a tax plan? Do you have a death plan? Now, for the other people who are 20 or 30 years old, you need to do the KISS rule. Keep it simple. Stupid. Um, I see too many people own too many complex ETFs or too many stocks that are betting on being the next battery technology to replace Tesla. Um, if you want to keep it simple, there's a world stock market ETF called the Vanguard Total World Stock ETF called ticker symbol VT. One. You can get the S&P 500 market weighted or non-market weighted. You can now get tech funds that are specializing in AI. The more complicated you get and the bigger returns you expect, 
the more risk is going to be in that. I have an Acorns account that I started roughly four or five years ago that's now worth over $100,000. And it's just invested in large cap stocks, mid cap stocks and small cap stocks, a little bit of international. It is a very simple and stupid investment that just takes my roundups on my credit card and invests it. And over the last five years, it's grown quite nicely. Hey, big event coming up this Saturday. It's the first of its kind this year. It is an event called Pints and Portfolio. If you want to review your financial plan, if you have $500,000 or more, meet me in Sunnyvale, 1132. Uh, event will be disclosed when you sign up at Rob Black's show. It's Saturday, January 20th, 1132 in Sunnyvale. It's going to be at a brewery. That's your hint. Sign up to find out where it is. I'm Rob Black. Join Rob Black in Sunnyvale, Saturday, January 20th, for Pints and Portfolios, a less formal event at a local watering hole for those close to retirement with 500000 or more in investable assets. Drop by January 20th from 1130 a.m. till 2 for a little sunshine and a complimentary portfolio review or financial snapshot from Ryan Ignacio, CFP from EP Wealth Advisors. Whether you're on the road to retirement or already there, this financial snapshot can provide you with a second opinion analysis of where you are and highlight areas for improvement and opportunities for growth. Go to robblackshow.com and click the events tab. Find Pints and Portfolios and click to register. You'll answer a few simple questions about your situation and your confirmation email will provide all the details on the event and how to schedule your portfolio review. Space is limited and registration is required, so go to robblackshow.com today. That's robblackshow.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.